The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. So, uh, as Chinta said before, my name is Ajahn Sadaro. I'd like to welcome you all here to the, the Buddha Loka Center tonight. Um, just as a quick show of hands, has anybody uh, not done any meditation before? Everyone's done a little bit? Okay, good. Makes my job a bit easier. Okay, so like to just take your seat just try to find a comfortable position whether you're sitting cross-legged on the floor or if you're in the if you're in the chair either is fine but as long as you try to keep your back nice and straight Helps with alertness and awareness and awakeness. So, just before we start the meditation, just try to recollect why it is that you've come here tonight. It's to Put some things down, not worry about the future or maybe put some things down from your past and to just try to quiet and calm the mind. So just make the resolve now to put all the concerns and problems that you may have, just to put them aside. and spend the next few minutes trying to keep mindfulness with the object of meditation. And we can start by bringing awareness to the feeling of the body sitting here Notice the different sensations throughout the body. The feeling of the weight of your body touching the chair or the seat. And the weight and the pressure of your legs. And you can Scan your attention through the body, noticing the different sensations. Move your attention around the body, just like if you were shining a spotlight around. Just move your attention around and notice the different sensations. Any feelings of vibration or tingling, 
pressure. Any kind of temperature or feeling of the clothes touching the skin. You can just move your attention up and down the body from the top of your head. Scan all the way down through your face. And through your neck. And shoulders. Move your awareness down your arms and again, just notice the sensations whatever they are, pleasant or painful or neither. Just notice whatever sensations are there. You can move down through your torso and your stomach. You can feel the chest and the abdomen rise and fall with the breath. Notice the different sensations in your back and down through your legs, your knees, your shins, and then down to the bottom of your feet. Just continue now to move your attention up and down the whole frame of your body. And also notice how these sensations, they continually change. They arise, remain for a little while and pass away.
And as you observe the sensations throughout the body, start to notice the sensations associated with the breath coming in and going out. You can observe them in the abdomen as it rises and falls, or in the chest as it expands and contracts. Or you can notice it at the tip of the nose as the breath comes in and goes out. Wherever you feel that you can anchor your attention to in any one of these three places, just try to follow this process of the in and out breath. Notice all the different kinds of sensations associated with the breath. And if you find it difficult just to stay with those sensations, you can also make a internal mental note as the breath comes in. You can think in, and as it goes out, you can think out. But just try to keep your attention focused on any one of these three places as the breath comes in and goes out.
when you notice that the mind has wandered off and you've become lost in thought and your attention's been pulled away. There's no need to judge this or feel agitated. Just simply notice that this has happened and begin again. Put your mind back on the feeling of the breath coming in and going out. It's very normal, very natural for the mind to continually wander off. This is really what the practice of meditation is about. Establishing our mind on the breath. Having it wander off. And us noticing later that it's wandered off. But then just starting again. So just continue to keep your mind and your awareness and your attention on the feeling of the breath coming in and going out. And try to observe this process without trying to force the mind to stay on the breath. Just hold your attention gently on the breath. Like you would hold a small bird in your hand. You don't try to hold it too tight. And also you don't hold it too loose that it actually flies away. Just gently keep your attention on the breath as it flows in and flows out.
And as you continue to watch the breath and hold your attention on the breath, take a short moment to take stock of how you maybe feel at this moment. Do you feel calm or contented or maybe distracted or bored. You might have some pains in the body or it might feel light and buoyant. Whatever you're experiencing right now, just try to see that it's merely a transient phenomena. It comes and it goes. Any thoughts that drift in out of the darkness merely dissipate and sink away. Any feelings that you have are just a whirlwind and a hurricane and a cloud of sensations moving throughout the body and thoughts in the mind. And whatever it is that you're actually experiencing right now, Just see it for what it is and let it go. Whether it's pleasant or painful, positive or negative. Just merely see it as another appearance in your awareness. and that it changes and it doesn't last. Try to broaden your awareness to encompass this massive changing phenomena while you also are aware of the breath coming in and going out. Watch the whole process just like you'd sit on the shore of the beach and watch the waves rolling in and rolling out. Just watch the breath in this same manner, 
and the moods and emotions and the sensations and the thoughts. Watch it all just roll in and roll out.
the last few minutes of the meditation, just try to drop everything. Any feelings of restlessness or dissatisfaction or any feelings of triumph that you made the mind calm. Just try to drop all these notions of good and bad and just remain open. and experience the present moment for just what it is. These short instances of time changing moment to moment. Just drop it all, let all, let it all go. Just really sink in and tune in to the present without trying to control it or label it, or judge it. Just experience it for what it is, and then let it go.
So if anybody is sort of new to the practice, you've done well, sat for about an hour, so that's quite a quite a task for most people. So it's quite good, good to see you all stayed. <laughs> um, does anyone have any questions about meditation or anything like that? We'll get the ball rolling with the people that are typing online. Thank you, Arjun. We were joined tonight by people from all over the world, <coughs> including Sydney, Malaysia, Geelong, uh, Romania, oh, okay. Horsham in Victoria, and one uh, person from France as well. Oh, okay. There were two quite... Um, broad questions, okay. which you could probably talk out about for a long time on each one, but um, I'll just try to keep it brief, I suppose. First, um, what is meant by meditation? <clears throat> Why should I meditate? How to inspire myself to meditate? Thank you. So was that what was, what is meant by meditation? And why should I meditate? Why should I meditate? Hmm, okay. There's, there's many reasons why one would decide to meditate. Um, you know, each of us really just has to deal with our own inner experience. And... By inner experience, I mean all the thoughts and emotions that we actually have. And all these things that we experience in our inner world is really what shapes the way we view the rest of the world. How we're relating to our mind, that, that really is determining the quality of your life and how you're looking at the whole world how you're interacting with the world and how you're responding to the world. And if you're, if you're just simply reacting and responding, you can obviously sometimes you respond in a good way, um, but other times you can respond in a very automatic and negative way. So if you don't have a means to actually examine your inner world or observe your inner world or even to some extent have some sense of sense of control over your inner world then it's going to it's going to be pulled around by all the different causes and conditions and it'll be like it'll it'll it can be a mess so that's why we take up a practice like meditation so that we have some understanding about uh, understanding about what the process is happening when we when when the mind starts to move around, <clears throat> when we start to get different feelings, 
if we have this practice of meditation, then we can actually start to observe that and start to see how the mind moves and how different causes make it change into different ways, how it pulls us in negative ways, how it pulls us in positive ways. So that's, that's why you would actually meditate, so you can actually observe that. Because if you have no, if you have no control over that at all, if you have no you know insight into that at all this is this is what causes you some form of suffering you're just being pulled around by the whims of the world and because if if you are just being pulled around by the by the whims of existence then the quality of your life is going to be determined by whatever you come in contact with so if you have people come up to you and they're being nice to you then you're going to be happy obviously if people come up to you and they're being critical and nasty to you then you're going to then you're going to feel uh, negative states of emotion but through a practice like meditation you actually start to realize well okay the mind is moving in this way and i'm starting to react in this way and i actually have a choice about how i view this i have a choice about how i respond to this so that's why you would take up a practice like meditation so you can you can at least have some sort of insight into that process and by having insight into that process you're actually improving the quality of the way that you respond to the world and that will improve the whole quality of your life and because you know if you if you don't if you don't do that it's you know it's you, you can you can you can not meditate if you like and and just let your mind sort of spin and spin and spin with the rest of the world and you can you know see how that you know makes you feel and you know most people that i know that have tried some meditation and then don't do meditation for a while it's it's never really a positive it's never really a positive thing so so once we take up a practice like meditation it's something you should you know be continuing to try to do because and that that gets to the point of how do i keep myself inspired is if you don't continue to do the practice of meditation then things don't really get much better for you in life things uh, continue to careen out of control um so it's while while sometimes when we meditate and it's, it we might have a go through a period where we're not you know the mind isn't so calm or anything like that but if we get despondent then and think okay the mind's not calm i can't get these peaceful states of mind so i just will give up um if you give up you actually everything gets worse <laughs> so keeping keeping inspired to keep practicing is in a way trying to keep yourself away from suffering um, if you don't practice then you just you do suffer more so it's not always the the blissful and beautiful and great mind states that will keep you inspired it's this it's this factor of well if i don't then things don't really get much better in my life they only actually get worse so hopefully hopefully that answered the question thank you Ajahn. and the second question online is from france 
Could Ajahn tell us how he came to meditation and what is the most useful tip he can give a relatively beginner meditator to make progress? Thank you for your teachings. Hmm. How did I come to meditation? Um, so I was, yeah, this is going back a while now, but um. I, uh, you know, I was your average, you know, twenty-year-old sort of fighting against the world and wanting to wanting to make something of myself and do something of myself, and was really, you know, pushing for success in many in many areas of my life and uh, wanting more out of life. And I was uh, working in a particular kind of area, and I, I. Uh, I got a level of success. I got a level of, I got a level of, you know, uh, material needs that I that I wanted, and I worked so long and so hard, thinking that this would be the thing that actually makes me happy. Uh, this would be the thing that finally gives me some contentment in my life, and I got those things, and that the feeling of achievement lasted about like three seconds or so and it's like oh i've worked for years and that's all i got out of it i got this thing but i'm still feel empty i still uh, it, it doesn't it hasn't really filled the the need that i wanted to actually feel content from and successful or whatever it was so i started to think well there, there, there must be something more there must be something more that can actually give me this sense of of satisfaction and contentment with different aspects of life because obviously getting things in the world that's not that's not getting it for me so i started to look around and said well how am i going to fix this this is you know if i if i just keep getting these things that i want i'm going to be working myself to death and getting them and not feeling any good but just then thinking okay well i need a bigger thing of the other thing that i got so and a more flashy and a newer thing and i realized that that was just going to be pointless and you know i may as well i may as well have like sat on a merry-go-round so i started to look for well what's some other ways i could do that and i started to look into that's when i started to look into meditation and I uh, yeah, started out with a very, very loose kind of practice, didn't have much of an understanding about what I was meant to do. Um, like everybody, you know, you get confused at the start, you try different different styles until you find something. But then when I finally uh, found a style that, that suited me, which was, you know, basically in this style that we're doing now, something something i was very fortunate it everything sort of clicked really quickly and i um i was able to you know, sit meditation and you know get some calm in the mind and, and it was when i first got that first taste of calm that i realized it's like well this is the thing that i'm looking for this is the thing that i'm chasing after i've been chasing after in the world i've been chasing after this feeling of uh, feeling of, of contentment and satisfaction and uh, all these all these all these emotions that I was after by chasing things out in the world I could actually get it by just simply watching the breath so for me it was about 
you know, I lived in Thailand a long time and everyone sort of asked you, it's like, you oh, know, why did you ordain? Did you like, did you break up with your girlfriend? Did you like, a, did you lose your job or something? Or did you have some kind of terrible suffering? It's like, no, 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 everything was pretty good. Like, it's, but it just, uh, the good things weren't enough. So uh, it was not looking for this outside and starting to look for it inside. Uh, so to look for these things inside. So a tip, uh, uh, a tip. There's there's many there's many there's many tips for somebody who's uh, just starting with meditation. But probably probably the the most pertinent tip at the moment. Obviously, if you're just starting, you know you're going to try you're going to try many different styles of meditation, many different techniques, um, and just know that this is pretty normal that you'll go through. Um, a few different kinds of styles. You'll try things, they'll work for a little while, then it won't work for a while. Um, and you'll go through this process. But once you've found something that can actually make your mind calm and tranquil and peaceful, um, even if it's just once or twice, then you know that this is something that, that, that actually works. And you just have to stick with it. You, um, even though you you might you might have times where the mind is calm, which is good, uh, but other times when the mind's not so calm, you know, you just you have to remember that this is very normal. That the mind goes through periods of calm and goes through periods of of agitation and distraction. And so you just once you've found that meditation object that you found can make the mind calm then you just have to stick with it and just but just realize that you know it's not always going to be good it's not always going to make your mind calm every time you actually sit down to meditate sometimes it's going to be good sometimes it's going to be bad um but just if you find something and stick with it and you'll know that you've you've hit on the right kind of technique if it does make your mind uh, progressively more and more calm Any questions from anyone in the room? Yeah. Can I ask a So I'll just repeat the questions for people that are online. So the first question, if I understood it correctly, was uh, what is, you know, obviously we do things like meditation, but what is one way that we can uh, reduce our attachment to people around us, the things in the world? Um, How do we do that in a way besides meditation? Is that the first part of the question? Yeah. So there is... There's two ways. There's two ways to really answer something like that. Uh, 
when we think of not attaching to someone or attaching to things in the world, this doesn't mean that we're actually trying to trying to be apathetic or disassociate ourselves with these things. This doesn't mean that we're trying to disengage totally emotionally and 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 physically from these things. You know, you still have to act in the world. You still have family. You still have people around you. You still have people that care a lot about you. You still have uh, you still have uh, roles and responsibilities that you have to do. So you still have to interact with the world, and you still have to be you know like part of part of the Buddhist path is actually to you know to have kindness and compassion for those around you, um, but. To not attach to them. This is more about. So this is not about uh, 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 trying to be negative and sort of push these people and situations and things away. This is more uh, a mental state, uh, like a, a gear in the mind, where you where you realize that okay, all these people that are around me in the situation that is around me, this is this is something that is just coming and going out of existence and while I'm here with them and I I can be sort of in the moment with them that I can't hold on to anything I can't hold anything lasting with them so say for example you're with a family member a family member and they're you know you're having a, a good time with them you can't hold on to that good time forever with them or if you're having an argument with them, you can't hold on to that argument forever with them. So you still have to interact with them, but you just, you know, a different way to frame it is that, a different way to frame it is that everything that they go through is dependent on causes and conditions. And they're basically a, sort of like a bundle a bundle of of the of the different causes and conditions and so are you but you're interacting at this point in time so it's not in a way not attaching to that that's not a really good answer actually that's that's sort of convoluted <laughs> so i'd say i'd say the best way not attached to them is just think of it as as mentally not attaching them physically you still have to you still have to interact with them but just to realize that okay well well eventually then eventually then they're going to you know they're, they're here now but they're going to pass away so just not to get too you know too involved in them and it's not a great answer but yeah i'm sorry i'm sort of late and i'm, I'm pretty tired today but the second so the second question was uh how do you besides meditation how do you deal with something like like health anxiety is that right yeah so health anxiety uh you sort of hit it on the head when you when you actually said well i know everything's like impermanent and all these kinds of things and the body goes through these kinds of changes that's you know unfortunately that's that's like the, the probably the the best actually way to do it is that realizing that this body it's it's something that is just beyond your control you know obviously we can do certain things like certain things like try to eat right go to the doctors uh take medications that the doctors prescribe for us um uh 
keep ourselves healthy in particular in all the in all the various ways that we can do that but there's aspects of it that you just can't control at all like you can't control that it you know that you might get the flu you can't control that you might you know sort of break your arm or break your leg even though you don't want any of these things to actually happen these are the kinds of things that are outside the sphere of your control you can't stop the body you know continually aging you can't stop the body from you know developing some kind of disease you can't stop the body from going through physical changes you can't stop the body from experiencing different physical pains that come up so there's aspects of the health and well-being of the physical body that is just it's just outside of your control we we have this feeling that okay this is my body so and if i exercise and if i eat right and if i if i wear a mask and if i you know stay away from all germs and everything that i'm i won't get sick uh, and so we think we think just because we're sort of riding around in this head that we can control this thing but you have about as much control over your own body as I do everybody else in this room. You have as much control over everybody else's body as you do your own, which is none. So if we just recollect, recollect, try to recollect on that as much as we can and just try to remind ourselves that, okay, there are some things I can control. If, if, I, if I get sick and the doctor tells me to have X, Y, and Z medication, I take that and I eat you know, food A, B, and C, and that will help me in some way. But beyond that, beyond those things that I can, those small things that I can control, 90% of it is, you know, 90, 95, 97% of it is actually out of your control. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry about the first part. The first part didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Any one final question? If not, we might call it a night then. To thank you all for coming, all for coming. Uh, and as uh, Chinta said at the start, there will be the the Vesak program on Wednesday night. Starts at seven. Yeah, it starts at seven. You're more than more than welcome to come to that, and also to the uh, to the Vesak celebration at Newbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find any information about that online if you want. So, yeah. So with that, we'll we'll call it a night. We'll call it a night, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.